and uh, here's a bit of a feel-good story. Slindekhole Preschool in Joslova, Western Formal Settlement in the suburbs of Port Elizabeth, has won the Afrasam Sire Award for Sustainable Architecture and Innovation. You wouldn't really think that's possible of a preschool, would you? But uh, this story caught my attention because it was built as a community project by Collective Saga. Uh, that's a French art- architectural company, and uh, it's made from recycled materials. So uh, we spotted the story in Biz Insider today, and we thought we'd speak to Dr. Sijaba Mape, who was an adjudicator for the competition, and uh, perhaps we can get some sense of uh, what led to this being judged, such an innovative building. Uh, Dr. Mape, thank you so much for your time on Afternoon Drive this evening. So, a preschool is probably absolutely the last place we would have looked for such innovative architecture. Tell us what you saw when you looked at the design of the school. Hi, um, and thanks for the opportunity. Um, I actually don't think a preschool is uh, the last place you'd find something like this because, you know, a preschool in a context like that is a building that usually won't have a lot of resources. So that's exactly where the innovation came in. You know, um, typically uh, buildings that have a lot of resources would use, uh, you know, materials that are available, uh, expensive things. But in this particular case, people had to work with virtually nothing which is why the project grabbed our attention. And um, the architects used materials that they found in the local environment um, because of the fact that, um, you know, there was so much scarcity. So that is such an interesting thing in in itself, the idea of necessity leading to such immense artistry. I mean, is this something that's simply being overlooked in terms of, of building in general? in our society because, as you say, some people have a budget to build a very expensive building. Well, I mean, I I believe that uh, the moment people have too much resources, a lot of creativity is lost. You know, typically in architecture, what a um, conventional project would be is that an architecture company uses the sort of techniques and materials and expertise they used on the last project. And uh, that typically means that we'll see very similar projects happening. In this particular case, the architects didn't have a choice. They really had to innovate because, you know, they couldn't rely on the architectural details that they used in their last projects, for instance. Right. Yes. If they designed an expensive house or that sort of thing, they wouldn't be able to rely on that. So they had to innovate. So that's why we don't really see, uh, in my view, um, enough innovation in our context because people... Um, you know, don't have the kind of limitations that we had in this instance. You know, what I'm interested in is is the perception that that if indeed you are building with recycled materials, that you're limited by what those materials can do, uh, and and you're also particularly limited limited from an aesthetic point of view. And yet, this building is described as both unique and beautiful. Yes. <clears throat> so again, I mean. Uh, because of the fact that they didn't have a lot of resources, uh, they had to be incredibly creative. But architects um, and architecture is really about um, how one can use uh, or make uh, the ordinary extraordinary. So when an architect designs a window, it will never just be an ordinary window. So when you give a group of architects to do a project like this, they will find whatever resources are around them and they'll make it extraordinary. And in fact, when you talk of perceptions, the adjacent buildings around this uh, particular um, building, people in the local community started taking up 
the very technology that was introduced by these architects on this project. And if you see some of the houses around, they are now using timber. They've sourced pallets from somewhere around the community. Even very um, high technical detailing, the local community has um, implemented that in uh, the adjacent houses. So you can see that what in actual fact happened with this project is that the building started changing the perceptions of the people who live around there. And that's Amazing. actually one of the categories that we awarded the project for. It's called paradigm shifting, and the building certainly did that. You know, what I'm interested to know is if you are a child uh, who is going to school every day in a conventional building, just like all the other buildings in your area, uh, versus a situation where you are a child moving into an experimental space, what does it do to you from a, from a mental point of view, from a, a point of view of perspectives and the way you begin to perceive the world? Well, I mean, uh, fortunately, I've researched that particular topic quite a lot. And essentially what um, happens when you bring new schemas, so new patterns or new combinations of things um, that were maybe previously not combined together, that stimulates creativity in somebody. So when, for instance, something that was typically used for, um, you know, a bottle was used for drinking, suddenly a child sees this thing as part of the building, as a building material, that starts to create or generate the sense that there's actually more that you can do with a particular thing. So you're reframing the schematic framework. You know, you're reframing the schema of the meaning of that particular thing so that it engenders creativity in someone. That is amazing. What a lovely story indeed. And thank you so much for joining us to explain it to us so well. Dr. Sijaba Mape, the adjudicator of AfriSam Sire Award and lecturer at Wits University.